In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Tokenet Radio, Toki Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Mercury's communication because it always moves so fast. 
you know, so they all have their own little um, their own little categories in uh, what they mean in everyday life. And of course, that changes from millennia to millennia. So, astrology is an ever changing um, process of divination uh, sure and is. understanding. Yeah. It's been um, been quite a day. I've been <laughs> following a lot of my friends on Facebook today. Cause I'm doing a lot of a lot of work on on the internet today. So really? a lot of people and people are having a hard time today. And we've got just some. We just have some really um, difficult energies in the sky today. So it's making things a little rough for some people. Not really? everybody, but you know, it's kind of like a Mercury retrograde. <laughs> oh, don't, don't even stop me on Mer- Mercury retrograde. I mean, doesn't yeah. he have something better to do than go around and mess up everything? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it gives us time to reevaluate what we did too quickly. <laughs> That's the main purpose of Mercury retrograde, and it will be retrograde on December 10th. So we're not that far away. But right now we're at the end of the moon cycle. We've only got a few more days before we have a new moon. So we're at the, the dark of the moon. You know, this is always a really good time of, um, of the month for people like you to go out and, and do your investigations because the energies are, it, it's, um, it's more in, you know, it's, it's more dark. It's dark, but not dark in a negative way. It's just the energies are darker. It's about going within, and so it's easier to um, pick up. The types okay. of things you're you're looking to. I want to, to interrupt prove. right here, and I want to welcome the Pararex listeners. Yay! They're online finally. They showed up. Well, you know what it is? It's the weirdest thing, but I, it's probably that met- uh, Mercury retrograde thingy. It's that mm-hmm. uh, we have a difficult time getting on Pararex service sometimes, and I love people. We had so many nice people over there, but oh well. What can we do? Well. Hello, everybody. I'm Kara X. I'm Dorothy Morgan. I'm a professional astrologer. You can find me at here's my website. An amateur? What's that? As as opposed to what? An amateur? That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And your your website, before I interrupt you, was? My my website is nhastrologer.com, and nh is for New Hampshire, so nhastrologer.com. And I've got all kinds of great free content, so you can go read about the new moons and full moons. I just put the new moon forecast up today. That's new moon will be on December 5th, and that's in the sign of Sagittarius. Um, actually, yes, it is in the sign of Sagittarius. And um, it's, uh, it's good energy. It's good energy to get out and party, have some fun. We've all been a bit too serious lately, so it's time to uh, lighten lighten the load a little bit. Well, evidently you didn't go to my Halloween party because uh, we were doing a time warp dance, and that wasn't too serious. I can tell you that. <laughs> That's you, Ron. <laughs> anyway, uh, we actually have a question. I, I, I'm not quite sure. It's, it's from someone in the in the uh, Tojinet chat room, and it says, by, by the way, if you have a question for us, you certainly can uh, ask us. Call us at 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, or you can, in the uh, Paris or the Tojinet chat room, and to the astrologer, can this heaviness be a lifelong thing? A lifelong, oh, I see, I just logged in, I forgot that was there. Can heavy, yes, it can, but you can shift that, too. Yeah. So, 
I mean, we do, you know, a lot of us do have difficult aspects when we're born. Some of us, you know, we, we have difficult and easy things. When things are really too difficult, it, it's that you're not releasing and you're not letting go of something. So it does not have to be a lifelong thing. It can be, it's part of our life, but it's, it's in, in a way, it's when you learn a lesson, you know, you've learned it, you've gone through something, it's painful, but you, you can move on, but you always carry that information with you. You don't have to relive everything every single day. You know, usually a good example is, you know, the loss of somebody. You know, you know you're always carrying their energy with you, but the pain doesn't have to be so great. So if there's a heaviness in somebody's life, yes, I mean, that, that can be part of your life, but you can, you can learn to work with it. And, you know, the specifics, it would be better to look at somebody's chart to get specifics. And, and I, can, I can see that in the people's birth charts, and I can let you know how this energy can be used so you can move past it. So it, it is possible to move past Actually, it. Actually, someone from the chat room said, uh, if you want to talk about heavy, then, wait a minute, I, gotta, I lost that piece. Uh, try having Pluto on Midhaven. I don't know what that means. Pluto in the midheaven, yeah. Well, that makes you very powerful as well. Really? That makes you a powerful person. I don't know if it's transiting or if it's there natally for this person, but, you know, Pluto just transited my moon a couple of years ago, and, you know, that's really heavy. Your moon is your emotions, and Pluto is all about total and complete transformation. It's um, the best example is there's a caterpillar goes into the cocoon and then it comes out as a butterfly. I mean, it's still the same creature, but it's completely different. You know, that's what Pluto, but Pluto is very, feels very heavy. And people tend to, when it's dominant in their chart, like what that person said, it, it is dominant. So that means that um, that person has the ability to change their lives completely, change their career completely, or if they were born with this, I don't know if they can, can let you know if they were born with this, if they're talking about it transiting, but um, they can shift and change their career now. So depending on what's going on, since I don't have their chart, if it's specifics, but, you know, that just means that they're very powerful and they can shift what they want, but it's a slow process. We're always in such a hurry nowadays. I tell you, when somebody doesn't answer an email from me in five minutes, it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe they need a day. It's okay. You know what? You know, most we, people have given up on me on that because they know I, they're not going to get one back in five minutes. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, this astrology stuff is, is, is very intriguing. And, and I, like we've said in the past, everybody, I, I think, their horoscope in the paper, and yeah, we know we don't know what sun sign, yada yada yada, and all that stuff. And, but no, still, I mean, I mean it's it, accurate it, enough. I mean, it's, it's accurate enough because it's fun. But it's it's not. It, it can't be. You know, once in a while they get a good hit because it just happens to work out for you that day. But you know, what's most important if you're going to read a horoscope is as long if you find out if you know what time you're born, find out what your rising sign is. You know, and that means what zodiac sign was on the horizon at the time that you were born because there's a zodiac belt around the planet and it just moves, you know. And, well, it's it's stationary. We move. And um, so that's that's what you want to read. If you're going to read those types of <coughs> horoscopes, read what your rising sign is. Right, because... And the, that the, will be the more sun, accurate. The sun signs are only one-twelfth of the chart, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, that is correct. It's only one thing out of... Well, at least a dozen things that I, I, I personally look at. 
I mean, others, some other astrologers use a lot. I only use one asteroid, and asteroids are getting as much um, attention as the planets do. Even even little Pluto. Pluto's not even ranked up there with the asteroids now. Oh, poor Pluto. Anyway. I know, poor Pluto. You know, it's interesting because uh, a lot of the uh, the ghost hunting sites uh, they always put the uh, like the, the phases of the moon on their websites and, and all this other solar flare activity and it's it's mm-hmm. so funny how that even in ghost hunting it seems that uh, a lot of people believe that the the heavens uh, influence uh, what they do. Yeah, it does. It really does. Because, I mean, it's energy. I mean, we know the moon does. I know. You know, we're all part of this big cosmic dance anyway, so it is what it is. But I find if I if I work with what's going on astrologically, it, it works out. It's it just, it's it's you go with the flow just a little more. And that's why, well, I mean, that's what I do. That's my profession. But um, it, it's just great to at least understand what's going on and work with, what we have. That's why, at the very least, if you can just, you know, read um, a new moon and full moon forecast, you can at least twice a month work with the cl- our closest heavenly body. Of course, we know how much the moon influences the planet, and of course, it influences us since we're 70-something percent water. I mean, why wouldn't it? So let's use that energy in the most important ways that we can release certain things when we need to release them and then kind of plant new seeds, which is the new moon stuff, you know, write down. I use a little journal book and write down in a little journal, you know, once a month, whatever, like this one, the new moon coming up in Sagittarius is about, you know, looking for more fun. It's about enlightenment. It's about intuition and, um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things in that category, even legal things. So you write down what you, what you, would like to bring into your life. Plant new seeds. We do this during the new moon, and at the full moon we release. So you can work with that. It makes life a little easier, and it's not that big of a, it's not a chore. If it makes your life easier and better and you're happier, not a chore. So there we are. <laughs> so you, excuse me, so you say. But anyways, I, I've, I've got some great news. I know that uh, some woman actually uh, uh, claimed the sun and she, it's a legal document that she filed, and now she owns the son. So we have to give her credit for anything that happens. Which means we could also, I'd probably sue her, imagine, if it gets too hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a treaty with all the nations where, where no one country can own any of the planetary bodies. But uh, there's a, there's a, uh, a uh, flaw in it that, that doesn't say anything about individuals, so that's why there have been several individuals that actually file claim on, for instance, the sun, the moon, uh, some of the planets as well. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Definitely. And it makes sense mm-hmm. because you can register stars, and that star thing, you know, give yourself a star for Christmas. I'll give you a love yeah. one for Christmas, so I suppose you can uh, register. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pretty amazing, huh? Well, whatever. <laughs> I know. So you have some ghosty things to talk about? Well, anyways, I, I just want to let you know that I, I do believe that water signs are perhaps the, the greatest strength in the uh, zodiac, so I just you know, thought I'd bring Well, that. there you are. 
Do you need to get your microphone closer to your mouth or further away? I'm having a hard, hard time hearing you there. Really? Yeah. Oh, much better. Is that better? You, yeah, a little bit. You were breaking up, or is it just your voice? <laughs> it's my voice. I'm I, I'm having a rough day, actually. I've been ill for the past two weeks, so. Uh, oh, all right. Well, then talk slower. You don't have to hurry. I, I can't. And, uh, that's part of my, uh, uh, what, <laughs> what happens to me, if you, if, why I write the way I write, the way I think, the way I think, is because uh, I do everything Maybe. quick. My brain is very quick. It's very active. Yeah, you got Gemini rising, I bet. I know you're a Pisces, but you got—I bet you got Gemini rising. Really? Just, well, just from everything you just said, and just knowing you for the while that I have, and yeah, let's see. We'll have to check that out sometime. Yeah, we, we have to. Uh, you know, my mom passed away, so I, I can't get when I was born. I know. Anymore. I wish I could. Sorry, but oh no, that's it is. Well, it. there is a place that you can do it, and um, there is. Yeah, there is, actually. I finally found the website the other day. I always have so many people saying, well, I don't know what time I was born. How do I find out? Exactly. And, yeah, uh, birth certificate, way to order your birth certificate or how to get it. Let's see. Um, I think it, you know, sometimes it doesn't work for people who are older. Like Excuse born me? At, before, born before 1968. Uh, that's me, too. <laughs> But state agencies, it's it's it's, um, it's a federal law. But all state agencies have to have to um, to get have to keep um, birth records in a certain area. So, like in New Hampshire, in, in most states, it's going in in the U.S. It's going to be the Bureau of Vital Records and Health Statistics. So usually, it's in the Health and Human Services building, wherever that happens to be. Most likely, it's the state capital. So if anybody ever wanted to know and don't know what time they're born, um, the Bureau of Vital uh, Statistics, Vital Records, things like that in Health and Human Services, uh, the country, it's a federal law in, in the country now. So well, it has been since 1968. So there is a chance that people can um, go apply for their birth records. That's and lots of times, too, if you have your mother's um, health records, especially after she's passed, you you may even be able to um, have a copy of her medical records, and you it, it it's written in there what time you know gave birth, male child. You know, I mean that that's that's going to be in the mother's birth um, medical records. Too. Well, everybody says I was adopted, so I really don't know. Okay. At least that's what my siblings say. You know. <laughs> Is that because you're the black sheep? Probably. <laughs> but the interesting thing about that is uh, Dorothy writes uh, for our newsletter, free newsletter, if you, if you want it, by the way. You can sign up on New England Ghost Project website, which is N-E, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, N-E, ghostproject.com. It's free. And uh, Dorothy puts in her monthly uh, horoscope there. And we also have uh, an episode of Beyond Bizarre, which is really, really cool. That's my, one of my favorite parts of the show. And also we have uh, articles by uh, Thomas D'Agostino, who's written you know, several books, including Haunted New Hampshire, Haunted Massachusetts, and Shipwrecks, and Banded Villages, and everything else. And we always got neat little things. But I'm thinking maybe we should, uh, we also have the Gem of the Month on there, too, which is neat. Um, well, I think mm-hmm. we should probably put that information on this week's newsletter, I mean, this month's newsletter, of where people oh, yeah. get the 
birthday. And I think that would be a great thing. So if you could follow that information over to me, like you don't have enough to do, uh, I would include that in the newsletter, which will be coming out probably. Tell me, what information? How long? How to get your birth information? Yeah, yeah. You're not blonde, okay. are you, uh, Dorothy? No, I couldn't hear you, Ron. You're actually breaking up on me. I don't know if it's going to, if it's going over that way on the radio or if it's just me. So. Really? Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Hang on. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going old school. Okay. I am now old school. Can oh, you hear me? Holding the phone to your head. <laughs> I'm getting rid of the headset. I am now uh, old school. Okay. Cool. Is that better? All right. Yes, it is. Because I was like getting every other syllable, and I'm like, oh my god, I cannot fill in the blanks. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. So you want me to send you for your newsletter how to um, where to get the birth info? Okay, right. I can do that too. But anyway, okay. the people the people in the uh, the young ladies in the Pararex chat room uh, said that they so- I sound fine, as okay. fine as I can sound, I guess, <laughs> for me. All right. Well, you sound good now. Maybe it was just me. <laughs> no, well, no, it's it's my voice. I'm I'm a wreck. Okay. Total wreck. Total wreck. <laughs> yeah, you know what's really funny is, is that originally uh, uh, when I started the radio show, I had this deeper voice, you know, like the old Barry thing. You know, if you want to be love, me love, whatever, all that. That was cool. But since then, my voice has gone down the crapper. Uh, there you go. So there you go. <laughs> Blame it, on, oh, well. blame it on old age. Blame it on the ghosts. Blame it on those psychic vampires. I don't know. All right. So, all right. So, anyways, we are <laughs> recently on the news in uh, you're in New Hampshire and I am in Massachusetts. But there's this big deal going on now. Uh, speaking about signs, about this firefighter who had this uh, uh, I don't know smudge or a burn mark on his uh, uh, coat after he went into a fire, and yeah. to him and most of the other guys in the fire station. They believe that this is the fireman's past brother. His, his brother was in, uh, I think, in uh, Afghanistan. He was killed in Afghanistan, and they believe that this was him protecting him. So this is really a big thing. I mean, it's been on all the uh, channels here in, in uh, the Boston uh, area. So I'll it's kind of neat. So, so what's your thought? I mean, I mean, I looked at it, and to me, I didn't see a guy. And it, I mean, it was, but this guy was uh, very, very sure that this was his brother. And you know, what, to what, me, I mean, if, if yeah, to me, if that's what he thinks and feels, then that that's what he's going to go with. So it honestly doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I I think if yeah, I mean, I believe our deceased ones are with us. I've always I've always believed in that. I don't. I'm not sure about ghosts. Ghosts. But you know, if they're in spirit, well, synaptics, basically, whatever you, whatever you want to call them, ghosts or spirits, whatever. I know, but is there a difference? <laughs> well, well, there is according to who you talk to. To, yeah. to me, to me, there isn't. I just use them interchangeably, and yet I know there is a distinction between the two. I mean, I think more is, uh, you know, a spirit is someone who has passed and, uh, you know, comes back for particular reasons versus a ghost who might be just, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I use them interchangeably. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's just, yeah, it's semantics, right? I've ne- never but been PC. 
Yeah, I, I no, I think I think that's if if that's what he feels, then that is exactly what it would be. I mean, why not? I actually saw um, I don't know somebody. Oh, Paranormal Kids. It's a TV show, I guess. On oh yeah, with coffee. Yes. Well, yep. there's the thing. Somebody posted it on Facebook this morning, just a little tiny tidbit from his show, and one of his cameramen were filming something. And I mean, not, it's not a ghost, but they swear they caught a fairy. Well, I mean, it's just a grasshopper flying through, and you can almost see it because it's pretty blurry, but they, they just, like, adamant that it's a fairy. And it's like, you know what, if they want to believe that's a fairy, nobody can tell them any different. So... What's in you know? It's it's how it's what's in your energy. It's how you feel. What is it? What is it? I mean, right. I we we both we both have a common we both have a common friend Elizabeth Foley who is is mm-hmm. America's angel expert, and she will show you photographs and tell you that these are uh, angels or, or fairies, and uh, to her they are, but to me they. They don't appear to be, but uh, they might be a, a, you know, like an orb or something to me. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. it's what what they mean to you, basically. And I think of that, and a lot of that in the paranormal is a personal experience. Others, when you go ghost hunting or whatever, I think it's more of a personal experience than that. That experience is really for you and not particularly everybody who's in the group. And because, like, for instance, if a ghost really wanted to prove that he was there, I mean, he would just show himself to anybody and everybody that was there. So they appear to different people for particular reasons. Yeah, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, that just, um, yeah, I mean, and you're going to find what you're looking for. You know, you're always going to see, you know, it's just like when you say, okay, I'm going to, you, you know, you're looking at buying a, a, a red Nissan, I don't know, and you're thinking about it, and all of a sudden all these red Nissans show up around you because you're just, because now you're, your awareness is to that. So that that's, to me, that's how that works. But, I mean, I, I use, it's called synchronicity. I mean, I use it all the time in my life. I mean, I'm not without without, you know, having my experiences and very spiritual and, and in tune with spirit and all of that. But, you know, and I follow synchronicities, but you once in a while I'm a little skeptical of myself. <laughs> and it's like, well, is this real or am I just because I'm focusing on a certain thing that I'm always catching it, you know, mm-hmm. same thing, like 1111 or, you know, again, for example, that red car. So it just depends on, you know, what you want to pay attention to and what you want to focus on. Right. Now, Kat oh. from the Parex chat room says, uh, she saw the firefighter soot mark and glad it makes him happy. Now, I'm not that sure if that's sarcastic or not, but I, I believe that that's kind of what it is. It, it is something mm-hmm. that's it's a personal experience. It um, is, and that's, yeah. and that's what he needed, and, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't, we don't have to understand it, you know? I think that's great. That's great that, you know, everybody who's around him and all the people who saw that just realize that that's, you know, that's for him. And, yeah, maybe that is his brother. It doesn't mean anything to us because we didn't know his brother. So I think that's really neat. I mean, I love it when people do that because they find the the serenity and the, the, you know, whatever else it is they're looking for. They they find it in Mm -hmm. whatever, in anything. Well, just to give you an idea, we have a uh, scratch a ticket in here, game in uh, Massachusetts called Cashword. And yeah. the, the, my, de- my, mom, my mom died the day she died. I actually had purchased one. And then when I started scratching the words that came out, and they were like 
That was like a message from her, believe it or not. You know, I believe it. I know. It's it's what you needed to see, you know? I mean, it, again, you know how that feels for you, and you know, wow, that's just, that's really cool. I mean, I love stuff. I believe stuff like that, but, you know, when well, you're not emotionally attached to it, you know, it it, yeah. it doesn't have to mean something. We're going to have to take a break right now. You are listening huh? to Ghost Chronicles with Dorothy Morgan and Ron Kolick on... Tojinet, Parax, Ghost Channel, and Beyond, and we'll be right back after the following messages. So stay tuned and get me a good hot toddy. <laughs> Welcome to Tojinet, radio with a cutting edge. Star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside the box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Each high energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, Craig Deswalt, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt, Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Tugginet.com. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles with Ron Kolick and Dorothy Morgan. Hello. Hey. How is everybody? <laughs> they can't so, answer them. <laughs> so what's your nickname? Anona? Anona, yep. You want to explain that? Um, I've been involved in Viking recreation. Um it's a historic it's a historical type thing. And um you you can't just use your Monday name, so I opened up a baby a baby book, and I was in the Welsh department because I'm I got Welsh history in my blood, and uh, that was one of the first names I found. I'm like, hey, I like it, <laughs> so I know that it is. So it's a nickname. Okay, yeah, it's and like Van Helsing, right? There you go. I mean, it's 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 nothing major, but you know, when I finally had grandkids, and everybody always dropped the A in the front, and they call me Nona, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a grandmother at 39. You can call me Nona, <laughs> 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 but you know, I didn't realize in Italian, Nona is grandma in Italian. So <laughs> multiple mu- multiple purpose name. There you go. I know it is. It is. 
Uh, and speaking of so, uh, Viking stuff, did you realize in Lawrence they found this stone in the backyard with all the strange etchings on it that they actually believe it was one of the Viking stones, and they, they sent it out to, I believe it was New England Antiquities or something to have it checked out. So when was that? Uh, it was past summer, I believe. No kidding. No, it was a, mm-hmm. so it most likely had runes on it then. Probably. Yeah, yeah, because that was the writing they used. It was uh, called the Futhark. It was their uh, their version of runes because there's quite a few different versions of runes. Um, some people even use them for magic nowadays. Put they right. put a few of them together, but uh, it was their actual alphabet. I've actually got a copy of it. <laughs> so. They they use uh, the runes for uh, doing uh, predicting, like uh, you know, reading tea leaves or uh, tarot cards or whatever. Yeah, yep, they're good for protecting, because sometimes if you put, I can't remember the name, sorry, uh, I can't think of it, but it's when you put, um, you put a whole bunch of the different letters together, and they don't spell a word, but the, the design, when you put all these different runic letters together, they um, produce protection, and usually it will invoke one of the Viking gods, whether it's, you know, Thor, Odin, or Freya, um, things like, you know, gods like, they're gods. So that's yeah. what it does. But then again, if you look at uh, if you look at other runes, runes there's Germanic runes. Um, cheapers, I'm, I'm really pushing my memory now. <laughs> I don't remember them all. There's quite a few alphabets that are written in runic. They're just right. a little bit different than each other. Right. Actually, uh, I said predicting, not protection, but that's okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, protection. But yeah, I've seen it in predicting. Yeah, you throw the runes, and they, uh, yeah, they they give you a, a type of a reading. Yeah, you read them like tea leaves and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some of my Viking friends. I called my Viking friends. They, um, they they throw bones. Yeah, it's it's they're really into it. I'm not into it as far as they are, but uh, I mean. We wear the Viking clothing and all of that and camping and stuff, but uh, really? they're really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard way to camp. Let me tell you, when you're hauling around a big A-frame and, and yeah, no Coleman stuff. <laughs> so anyway. let, me, let me ask you this. Why would you do that? I, I just don't get that. I mean, here we have, we've gone ahead to be more comfortable in life, and then we're going back to living on the ground and, that was, it's awesome. You get away. There's no technology. There is no technology. It takes all day to cook supper, you know, because there's usually about 50 people or more that come to our events because we do them over in New York, mm-hmm. um, New York State. But um, but the thing, too, is it's just like, oh, my God, there's a campfire every night. Of course, people drink. But there's a campfire. I mean, what Viking wouldn't have a big, you know, big barrel of meat around. And but there's so many musicians there. They just, these people are not like TV watching people. They're musicians and they're craft people. And just to sit around a campfire and to listen to people just sing old songs and play old, old um, instruments. Well, they're new, but they're the older ones from back a thousand years ago. It's just, it's fabulous. There's nothing like it. Well, you know what? The sun's coming up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever floats your longboat. That's what I always say. That, that was really clever, Ron. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we actually have a question from the Pararex chat room for you. What's the difference between runes and any older alphabet? 
no particular you know, difference. Just one's more associated with the Vikings, right? Isn't that, yeah, yeah the alphabet, um, depending on what part of Europe, the runes, it's the same thing as an alphabet. It is the same thing. So, but the runes, depending on where in Europe this, you know, this tribe lives, because if they were closer to what's now Germany, their runes were a little different than the Vikings were. And then if, I believe if you go into, I'm not sure what the Pictish did, the Picts did in, um, in the UK. I don't, I don't, I don't know that part. I can't remember right now. But they were different alphabets. They were similar, but they were different alphabets. But eventually, as as the as the Norse, the Vikings started traveling through all of all of Europe, they really started influencing the languages because they, you know, they didn't pillage everybody. They actually settled in a lot of areas and just kind of infiltrated. And, so you say. So I say. Yeah. <laughs> so do the history books, but history is always written by the winners, anyway. So there you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> So I have a, I, I, when we talked briefly earlier today, oh, I have you, a question. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second, but I, I did okay. want to mention two other things about uh, the Vikings since we you brought it up. Oh, <laughs> First of all, uh, my new book, uh, Ghost of Day, which came out, uh, there's, there's two entries. One of them is the sighting of Viking longboats off of, I believe it's Iceland or Greenland. I forget what it's ghost ones that appear. And then... They also appear off Nova Scotia at a certain time, too. So it's really interesting because uh, it, it's uh, a period of time, and I was wondering how long it took a Viking boat to travel, for, say, from Iceland to to uh, Nova Scotia, because they, they seem to appear in these two days. Maybe it's the distance, in other words, say it was June 1st in Iceland, and then they're seen again in, uh, you know, September in Nova Scotia. I wonder if that was the actual length of time it took for a boat to go over. So the word, so this, this is kind of like a ghost boat that roams the seas. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I guess we'd have to check it out and see what they say, because there are chronicles, so they, they do talk about it in a lot of the Viking chronicles. So I would have, have to probably check that out, but I would expect a few weeks anyways. I mean, they were wind-powered, and, and I, I, they honestly would only grow when they really needed to. But that's the North Atlantic, and I would expect it's pretty windy, but yeah, well, I know I'm not... You pretty much break your, your, your oars if in some of the, the, uh, the weather out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but those boats were rugged. I've, I've been on some of them that have been, um, uh, they've rebuilt them to spec to exactly to the, the ships that, that they spec. found buried. So they found blueprints? Is that what they did? Yeah, they actually found the ships, too. Oh, they found ships. All right, ships count. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're buried. They found, oh, boy. It's been so long since I've talked about this, I can't remember the names. But, uh, That's yeah, okay. Yeah. The- I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, actually. Okay, good. <laughs> Another interesting talking about, uh, I mean, people were saying that some of the alphabets, uh, the, each particular letter in certain uh, alphabets mean a thing. Like, for instance, uh, Egyptian hieroglyphics or uh, mm-hmm. the Chinese sign, uh, each one of those symbols is is more than just a, a letter it's a a whole meaning uh in itself yeah. so i mean there's so much that are interesting another cool thing and, we, and you talked about the rules being protection is the the hebrews uh, or the jews put a little thing on their door all the time for protection as well which i thought was really really cool when i uh yeah. 
friend of mine show me. So that's kind of protection is everywhere. It's everywhere. I mean, I, the pentagram, the five-pointed star. I mean, I've got it on my door just because I like it. It's got little bells on it. I mean, it's, of course, people don't know what it is. They they get all crazy. But, you know, I live in the middle of nowhere, and it, it keeps the Jehovah's Witnesses away. <laughs> if they decide to show up, they see that, they turn around and walk away. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, it is. It's protection. It's it, We all have something that we use to protect us. You know, Christians use the cross. I mean, they feel that's protection. Right. So. I, I, I know that in, in my first book, uh, Ghost Chronicles, we did this investigation about this house. And when this family moved in, they found coins on all the windowsills. And I oh. found out through research that these coins were actually a, uh, a method of protection to keep the spirits away. Yeah, I was going to say that that keeps those who have passed because you're the expert. But from what I what I understand, so correct me if I'm wrong, that you know back 100, 150, 200 years ago and beyond, but they didn't want their dead relatives coming in and haunting them. <laughs> so I think that is what kept them away because they get fascinated with with money and they, that the shiny thing would would keep them out of the house. Right. There's there's one there's one. Um... Uh, theory, in fact, is that you put the the coin face down, and and it's to keep uh, the devil's dominion. Uh, what do you call them? Not dominions. What do you call them? Minions, minions uh, away. Because what they do is they come to the the window. I don't know why they have to go through the window, but they they see the coin in the face looking down, and they look down and they get confused, and so they don't enter. There you so. go. There you go. I have yeah. no clue what that means. But anyways, well, speaking about ghosts, though, we were talking a little bit before uh, we came on the show, and, and you were mentioning something about a lot of your friends who do light work and so forth have spirits in their house, and then you were talking about your experience. So why don't we go over that a little bit? Yeah, so what I was saying was, is like, you know, I work with a ton of especially uh, mediums, and anyone, every once in a while when they're just, you know, giving me a quick reading just because something comes up, they tell me I have a ghost in my house. And I'm like, I don't have a ghost in my house. I know I can feel one in the barn and previous owner, which is which is perfectly fine. He loves the barn. But I don't feel a ghost in my house. And people are just, they're just getting, they're adamant about it. And just last week I was doing some work. I was actually doing some hypnotherapy work with the person, and she's also a medium, and she immediately picked up that my boyfriend's mom is here, but she's not here as a spirit. She's still, she's still not a happy person. <laughs> she's here. Most mother-in-laws aren't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't feel her. I don't know why I don't feel her. I mean, because like I said, I mean, I see and feel spirits, but more angelic and more, you know, I feel, I feel my grandmother things like that, but they're not ghosts. They're more spiritual. So I'm just, I'm a little confused, and you know more about this than I do. So, I mean, what? why why wouldn't I notice it if I can notice, feel other things? I don't feel it. But anybody well, that, else okay, does. you know, I always bring up this example. There's actually two examples. First of all, it's about the spirits themselves that sometimes they're not even aware there are other spirits in the house. And this is very clear in, uh, in several investigations that we did. And another one is that uh, 
there might be spirits. The one I always talk about is that there was a house with spirits in the second floor and spirits on the first floor, but the spirits on the second floor would never go down to the first floor because there were ghosts there. Because see, they oh. thought they were ghosts, and so. But anyways, uh, and also the thing that that applies directly to you is that sometimes you can bring uh, two different mediums into a house. Okay, so we're doing an investigation. I bring uh, a medium into the house, and she says, "Oh, I see a little." boy and uh, he's about five years old and he's wearing uh, uh, you know a little white shirt and yada I'm playing with blah 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 okay so then I bring another medium shortly after and she says oh I see this little old lady and she's baking a pie and da 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 so yeah. which one is right which one is wrong and, and the question is they may not either one of them might be right both of them might be right and they both uh, might be wrong in saying that they're picking up on spirits on a certain level. In other words, they're, they're uh, sensing them uh, at a certain vibrational level. So they yeah. may be picking up on one and not the other and vice versa. And and it's very, you know, a lot of the, the spiritual people, if you talk about it, it's all about vibrations. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's that. That's what that's what this this last person told me. She said, "You don't vibrate to the same energy as her. That's why you're not picking her up." Exactly, I, I agree 100. percent It's it's why now, for instance, why if someone has been married, like my wife and I, for almost 40 years, oh, why do we finish our sentences? Why do we know what we're going to say or whatever? It's it's not that we're psychic per se. It's just that. After a while, uh, we become attuned to each other. Our vibrations actually, uh, you know, mesh. Yeah, they sync up. Yeah. 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 And and working with Maureen, uh, we we realized that, and her and I working together because we worked so long together that we we knew the same thing. It's it's kind of like we were married. Our our. Well, I hate to say that, and I know she would too. But but our, uh, yeah, she would she would have checked. <laughs> yes, most most permanently, I can tell you. But our vibrations uh, have tend to sink in, and so that we we are more attuned to. Them. For instance, I mean, she's a trans medium, so um, yeah. And, and it's difficult because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I would never let do that. Well, I mean, the reason that she does that is, is she's trying to help people, and, and uh, so she does let spirits come in. Uh, but I've got to know, for instance, when, when something nasty pops in, is when is a good time for her to kick them out or, or you know, or, or how long to wait. So, I mean, it's, it's really a thing that we've got to work out together. That, that right. we can tap into each other, and and she's also tapped into my voice as well, which which helps her come back as well. So it, it's kind of oh, it's it's good. interesting. It's all about vibration. So yeah, well that makes yeah see, well yeah she's definitely taken it a step further than I ever would. I mean I I I don't do mediumship. It happens regularly when I'm in the middle of a, an astrology or an angel session with somebody, but I don't I don't like to do it. I need practice and. It just it freaks me out because I get way too I get way too much information about the person who's actually crossed over and can feel their emotions. It's like they popped right in. Really? I guess. Yeah, it's oh, it's scary. Yeah, so I need I need some practice because I shut that down. This boy, when that happened a couple times in some sessions, and I was like, no, oh, nobody gave me permission to do that. What the hell is happening? <laughs> mm, yeah. 
yeah, I, I mean, like that. Well, that's the whole thing. A lot of people don't realize that inadvertently they're they're opening themselves up. For instance, people who practice yoga and meditation, yeah, they they actually open themselves up, whether they believe it or not, but they do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. It, I mean, I meditate. Right, I, I meditate daily, but sometimes you can get into it, and sometimes you can't. But yeah, you go you go somewhere else if you're getting into a good meditation, and of course the yoga is the same way. I don't practice that, but I should. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know what you. Yeah, I should. I can't, I can't even touch my knees, but only if I'm sitting down. But yeah, it's um, it is because you just get into the spiritual space, this quietness of sorts, and I think that's where you know work like I do, work like you do. You know, that's just that it helps. But we always have that technical stuff that we need to pack us off, I think. You know, you have your equipment and I have my astrology charts. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, oh. so any, anyways, I think it's gonna. It's time for another episode of Beyond Bizarre. So let's see if Eric has that queued up. Oh. And... Rising from the Grave. In his book, Scottish Body Snatchers, True Accounts, author Norman Adams paints several gruesome tales of premature burial and inadvertent rescue. Among them is the account of Maggie Dixon, who was hung in 1724 in Inveresk, presumably for a self-induced abortion that she had attempted to conceal. Maggie was hung in the town square, and it is said that the hangman pulled and swung on her legs once the noose was tightened and the ladder was kicked out, just for good measure. She was cut down, apparently dead, and her body was put in a cart by her relatives to be taken home for burial. Along the way, the family and friends of the deceased Maggie stopped for a drink. While the mourners were inside the alehouse, Maggie regained consciousness. Her weak cries attracted help, and she was revived by a local surgeon. Later, she was granted her freedom and went on to live many years, being widely known as Half-Hanged Maggie. A similar tale is one from Aberdeenshire, where Marjorie Elphinstone was buried alive and roused from her premature, eternal slumber by a grave robber who was trying to steal the rings from her fingers. And there is the story of the minister's wife, Margaret Halcrow. She was saved from an untimely fate when a sexton attempted to rob her grave and found her alive. Her husband was quite shocked to find her knocking on the door one evening. A terrifying tale from Varla Ventura's Book of the Bazaar, available now wherever books are sold. Okay, I like that one. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. It wouldn't happen now because even if you were still alive, by the time they put the bombing fluid in you, you'd be gone. <laughs> you know, what's you, know you, you talk about that, but uh, you, ever, you ever watch uh, True Stories of the Year? Occasions, uh, on a couple occasions. It, it's on. Often. I think it's on TLC or, or something. But you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. But once in a while, uh, if it's on, uh, I do catch it. Uh, other than the guy with the uh, <clears throat> for four hours or longer, we won't talk about that. Uh, there are other <laughs> there are other interesting ones. One of them was this woman who uh, came in and um, 
they worked on her, but uh, they couldn't get a pulse. But it was her birthday, and it was like the whole family was there. So uh, he didn't know. The doctor didn't know this. So uh, when he finally called her dead, he went into the waiting room to let her know. And when they got in there, he realized there was like about 30 people there with kids and everything else. And they said, oh, how's Grandma doing? How's Grandma doing? And they were like, oh, crap. So he lied. He said that, that uh, you, you know, that uh, they were working on her and doing everything they could. And, uh, you know, they hope, you know, and that was pretty much it. And they kind of, he left. And yeah. uh, so finally, uh, after a while, he went and he asked to see the, I think, the, the children's, uh, the woman's children by themselves. And said, we came in and they said, well, I'm sorry, but your grandmother passed away and everything else. So, uh, you know, and he told the truth. And then finally they told everybody and you know, crying and everything else. And they all went home. And then uh, he got a call. He says, you got to come in right away. And they came in and she was breathing again. So he had to call them back and say she was alive. Oh, Lord, I can't even imagine. <laughs> how, how, how do you go on an emotional trip that time? I mean, it being a family member, you know? Yeah. Oh, I can't I can't imagine. I mean, that's kind of what we all want to wish for and hope for when we lose somebody, but it's not usually the case. Especially wow. when, they, you know, it's a doctor saying, you know, she's passed, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but she's, we did everything, and she's there, and then some yeah. time goes by. It's not like it It was like two or three minutes. It was quite a while. And, wow, uh, I just got to wonder. Uh, <laughs> and wow. she wasn't, she didn't have brain damage or anything, which is usually what occurs. Yeah, after like four minutes. Mm. Wow. That's kind of like a baby. There was a baby born earlier in the year. I can't remember where it was. I think it was in the states here. Um, he was born and he he, he was he was wasn't alive. Mm-hmm. He he was dead. Still born. He was born. It was, it still, was born. still born baby. Yep. yep. And and mom sat there. Mom laid there, and mom and dad just laid there and held the baby for like oh. an hour and a half, just saying goodbye to it, even though they, they didn't get to meet him. And and all of a sudden he started to breathe. I remember that. I actually remember yeah. that. That's amazing. You know, we don't understand so much. That's what's, um, You know, uh, it, it, that's the old thing about, uh, you know, pulling the plugs on people in coma and stuff. That's yeah. so hard because we don't understand everything. I, we know that people can come out of comers in years. I mean, not that it, that's good, but, I mean, it's so so much in the universe we really don't understand. I know. It's it's amazing. It's, it's, um, yep, and we'll never know. And when we do know, then if we ever, you know, I know you don't believe in past lives, but if we come back, we, we forget anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> mm. the, the, interesting, the interesting thing, too, is uh, Leslie Martin, who's a longtime listener of the show, uh, she always brought up the idea was, well, can mediums communicate with people in comas? Hmm. And that that is intriguing as hell. The reason being, just think if you are in a in a, a coma, and you could a medium could actually communicate with you. I mean, uh, that would open up so many doors. I mean, as far as like you know, you could let them know what you can go. You know, if if that's the case, you know, or whatever. Uh, you, you know, the, you could say goodbyes to people or vice versa. It's it's so yeah. weird, but. What a great thought, though. I mean, what what that would well, that be something amazing. Yeah, that that is true. I mean, if you well, you know, plenty of mediums. So, I mean, that is true because 
Yeah, I mean, the medium that I did some work with, the one I mentioned earlier, I mean, she used to work in a hospice. I mean, she worked for years in hospice. And she said, I mean, she could, she, she would get messages from these people that actually hadn't passed yet, but the spirit had kind of checked out, even though the body was still ticking somewhat. And, you know, she goes, yeah, you can communicate with them. That's that you can do that if you're a medium. You can? Just, yeah. Yeah. She you worked actually, in this. You actually well, can, you know you can yeah. actually commune uh-huh. with people, people in comas. Yeah, I'll talk to you know what. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll talk to her and I'll get you her information and maybe you can interview her on one of your shows. I would find that uh, simply amazing. I mean, because there's there's I mean, wow. I mean, that would be a huge profession in itself just yeah. to talk to people in comas. Yeah, well, I mean, if their spirit's willing, it's just like any spirit. I mean, it's not that you're going to be able to walk up to everybody in a coma, but I'll uh, I'll ask her and I'll make sure I've got this correct and um, give you, I'll email you some information later. But uh, I'll see. It might be interesting for you to talk to her about that. Mm-hmm. That'd, that'd get a good conversation going. I think so. I mean, because uh, even. Um uh, my my wife's mother was ended up in a nursing home and she was on a feeding tube and everything, but she wasn't cognizant for you know two years. I mean, it, just there's so many possibilities if you got a medium that I could actually communicate communicate with people in uh, yeah. that condition. It's it's wow. I, I just it just amazes me. Wow, we ran out of time speaking about amazing. <laughs> wow, look at that. Yeah, speaking of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you you'll be with me on our special show. We are doing a a, uh, a live show from Circles of the, Wis- of the Wisdom, Circles of Wisdom in Andover uh, on December 22nd, and we will have Elizabeth Foley will be there. Um, you will be there uh, yeah. as well as um, Laura, and we'll also be collecting... Uh, socks for the homeless, warm socks for the homeless, and if you do, uh, you be entered to win a prize if you bring in a clean pair of uh, warm socks, for, a new pair of warm socks for the homeless. And uh, everything in the store is going to be twenty percent off, and we're going to have snacks, and we're going to have prizes. It's going to be a, a little blast, actually. It'd be a nice party. Yeah, it'll be a nice party, and it's just before the holidays. It's the day after Yule. You know, it's 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 going to be a really nice day. So, yeah, and the, and the cool thing about it, there won't be, uh, I won't do the time warp dance, I promise that. Okay. I haven't <laughs> seen it yet, so I don't, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know what I'm missing, but I'll, I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> All right. So, how do people find you? They know how to find you. How do they find you? How do they find me? All right, mm-hmm. I'm going to type it in. www.nhastrologer.com. And I got lots of free content on there, folks. So come on by, check it out. Hey, I have a I have a special going on. Go to my website, check it out. The month of December. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And the special is that uh, if you do sign up for one of our directed classes, you get an autographed picture of me. There you go. Wait a minute, you, you lose business. Don't say that. <laughs> Yeah, nobody's ever asked me for my autograph, so it's... <laughs> well, 
to write a book first. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Not. Not trying to brag or nothing. But one of the coolest things that ever happened to me. I was going through the toll booth on the New Hampshire main border, and the toll keeper stopped me and asked me, "Aren't you Ron Cook?" Oh and, my God! And she actually asked, asked me to sign the receipty thing. Oh, my God, that's great. <laughs> well, you know, you've made it when the toll booth girl lady asks you for an autograph. That's awesome. That tickled my fancy. <laughs> Anyways, tune in tomorrow night uh, when we when we talk to uh, children who talk to dead people. So for everyone here at Ghost Chronicles, we want to say good night and God bless, and thanks for listening. Good night. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-legged beasties, and things that go boom.